Hey everyone, welcome back to A Creative Affair. This is Bree Stockwell and I am here with my co-host or my affair partner, whatever you want to call it, Len Metcalf and from Sydney. And today we want to talk about creative energy. And I always feel like we start off our podcast. We actually talk for like 30 minutes or whatever before we start. And I always want to go, no, no, wait, save that, save that conversation for the podcast. <laughs> so, so we always, we already have little bits of uh, conversation to start with. So I don't have a question today about creative energy, but what I want to initially say, Len, is creativity takes energy. I mean, it uses up a lot of our brain power, even though we think we it it like emotionally fuels us. It really can um, deplete our energy, and so um, maybe we can start by like maybe I'm just going to start by asking you like about your creative energy and how you feel about it, and um, maybe just some initial thoughts about it. Oh well. Interesting uh, thing to be talking about, isn't it? This creative energy. And uh, it is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking and not sure I have any answers about it, but I I have where I've worked out I am today in in terms of energy. And yes, making art and being involved in a creative life gives me energy, but also the, the process of doing it takes it away. And I, I suppose that it gives me different types of energy. And I think maybe the word energy is uh, like love. It's so encomp- en- encompassing in different types of what energy is that, uh, and how it works. So one of the things I, I think teaching requires creative energy. And there was a time in my life where I thought that my teaching actually took away my creative energy to the point that I had none left to be creative with my art. And I actually wanted to give it away. And I saw these things as being competing and that I had no um, space left for my art. But I think that was the thinking 20 years ago. And it wasn't that it was taking away my um, creative energy. I think I had it that totally wrong. I think it was exhausting me. Like I was physically exhausted after teaching all day or all week or um, whatever I was doing that I actually had no energy left, physical energy rather than creative energy to, to do that. And when I brought teaching and photography together or teaching art and creativity together, my life all sort of took off. And today when I think about energy, I think about it as coming and going in waves. So, uh, there's moments of great enthusiasm and excitement and uh, the doing builds up and wells up and gets bigger and bigger. And there's also moments of lull where the energy drops off and, there's, and I need quietude. I need that quiet space to think and to recharge and uh, to do a few other things and uh, to find my direction again. So uh, I, I sort of thinking that it's a very, very complex thing and that energy as a word is a little bit insufficient to really just 
cover uh, this idea about creative energy? It is multifaceted, maybe mostly because we use it in in such different ways. And, um, you know, you just described when you were talking about it, like at least three different ways or, or at least like in one way that you get energy and one way you've had your energy depleted and, um, and some things that you've paid attention to and how things have shifted. It's, it's really interesting. And, uh, you know, I mean, we could talk about physics and what energy is with physics, but for me, it's like more of a, an emotion, like a feeling and, um, and maybe how much physical capability, maybe it's the combination of my physical energy plus my emotional energy to be able to put towards my creative work. And I I feel like I want those two to always align together that I'm, when I'm physically ready, that I'm emotionally ready to do it too, because those don't always align for me. (laughs) So, um, you know, last week I actually, I, I've been doing this 365 project and I, on purpose, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing anything this week because I wanted to actually conserve that energy for other things. I wanted to be able to put it down for a week on purpose and do other things like you talked about. So um, I think this idea of when we do our creative work is interesting. You know, when, you know, you, we, before we chatted, before we, we started recording, you sent me this little graph. What was it called? Uh, it's just a little, like, it's a, it's like a picture graph, which I found extremely interesting. It's all of these different artists. Well, they're not just artists, they're creatives. Like it's Kurt Vonnegut, who's an author, you know, Charles Dickens, also an author, Mozart, um, you know, Picasso, and they all have different, it has them graphed like a little color when they were working Mm. and they're all at different times of day. Like Picasso is late and sometimes in the middle of the night and Kurt Vonnegut is like 5 (laughs) a.m. That sounds ridiculous. (laughs) In that graph, doesn't it, it, I feel like it leans to the morning and uh, there's quite a lot of people there and most, you know, that, that graphs an infographic from, uh, creative writers sharing about how other, um, writers, where, how they structure their time. And there seems to be quite a strong leaning to, to the mornings, but the other part of it is that it tends to also have things in blocks. And um, often it's quite a large block. Sometimes it's smaller ones, but generally it's a it's a large block. And uh, I used to think I was a night owl, and I used to stay up all night. And I loved staying up all night. I used to draw the curtains, and I'd curl up and sleep all day. And I had this this inner dialogue saying, "Len, you stay up late, and so you do your best creative work at late at night." And more recently, I've discovered that. No, that's actual bullshit. That's just self-talk that I had. And I had this uh, excuse to maintain my party lifestyle of staying up late and um, um, being naughty or whatever. And what I've discovered is that, and it came through writing, 
it was actually when I started blogging daily and I started posting a photograph and a writing every morning that I started to realize slowly that my best writing comes in the morning. And uh, through a period of time, I've sort of woken up to the idea that I, I'm actually more creative when I'm fresh. And this comes back to that idea that you just said to me, or to everyone then, when uh, your physical energy and your creative energy match, and also there's another one in there, um, your intellectual oh, sharpness is at its best. So, you know, bringing it in, and that's the beauty and part of that infographic is there's, there's quite a few people that have worked out that that morning time is when you get your physical energy, you get you've just woken up after a nice sleep, your brain's clear and fresh after dreaming and emptying all that crap out overnight. And uh, if you can harness that towards your creativity, wow, isn't that exciting? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like figuring out how to fine tune ourselves to be effective creators, you know, one of the things that we also talked about, Lynn, you listened to this podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast episode, right? You listened to that one, right? I've been a bit obsessed by Huberman and also by Rick Rubin for the last month. And um, I'm actually on the second trip through Rick Rubin's book on creativity because I oh. find it absolutely fascinating to listen to. And I'm sure I missed so much the first time I'm listening to it a second time. Yeah, it's called the that one's called the Creative Act, right? That one. I'm I'm still listening to it. I put it down for a little bit. It's actually really good. It's it's super. It, it's done in um super bite size pieces, like chunks. So it's really easy to listen to. And I highly I highly recommend the audio version, mostly because mm. you're listening to a podcast right now. But uh, he reads it, and I love when authors read it. You know, you get the full. You know kind of like the full effect. So, okay, we digress, but maybe we should do, write that down. We should do a podcast episode on the creative act. <laughs> so, just like we did with Steel Like an Artist. We should do that. That'd be fun. There's so many points in his book that keep coming up that uh, uh, some of them are ha-ha moments and others are like, oh yeah, I do that or this is how it works. And it's, it's been waking me up to um, myself but also to new practices. One of the things that I got from uh, uh, from Huberman was uh, opening your curtains when you sleep. And I've, I've instead of shutting the curtains, I now sleep with them wide open. And I'm now waking up, um, instead of Momo waking me up with a lick on the face, I, I now actually wake up with the sun and first light. And I'm waking up in that sort of twilight hour and I'm looking out and looking at the, you know, how much is coming in. And by waking up much earlier, I've started to go to sleep earlier and I've been able to change my sleeping habits, not by trying to go to bed earlier, <laughs> which is what you would think you would need to do, but just by opening the curtains and waking up earlier. And inevitably I have to go to bed earlier because uh, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And there's, there's so much science about how we wake up as to helping us be, because um, the sun, when it hits us and, and comes also into our eyes as well, so we have the vitamin D from the direct sun, but the, the color of the light 
um, triggers a whole lot of hormones to be released in our body and, uh, you know, helps kick off our rhythms and wakes us up for the day. So magic, absolute magic to wake up naturally. (laughs) Absolutely. And maybe by now y'all are wondering, what does that have to do with creative energy? (laughs) So the podcast episode this one that we listened to, we both listened to, talks about circadian rhythms. And I just think this is a super interesting idea. Um, well, I'll put these, I'll put both of these infographics in the, in the episode notes. Um, so you can, y'all can check them out. But what's interesting is when we, when we sculpt our, uh, what we do during the day, even our eating and to, match our natural circadian rhythms, then we can actually be really effective. And we can, let's see, we actually um, digest food better. And uh, I'll give you an example. 10 a.m., There's this is from this infographic. It says we have the highest alertness in general. I think maybe everyone like can shift a little bit, you know, but 10 a.m. is the highest alertness. And I can tell for me, it takes me a little bit, like I do a lot of thinking in the morning. Um, I'll, I'll do some stretching and then at 10 AM I get some food and then I'm ready to go for my day, you know, and that, that I feel like is very true for me. And it says here at two, what's interesting at three 30, we have our fastest reaction times. That's really interesting. Because I feel like I get tired at one, but that's only maybe if I've gone to bed too late. But anyway, there's some really interesting things on this infographic, but I, I think no matter what, no matter where you feel you are with your circadian rhythm or whatever with your body, whenever, I think it's important to pay attention to whenever you feel like you have the energy. And this is one reason why I wanted to talk about this is because some people say they're night owls and they, that's when they create, that's when they like to create and fine, you know, like you can do adjusting if you want to, like if you want to try it out and see if you actually have more creative energy, but what if, you know, you just want to roll with how you work right now? And so I have a friend, I'll, I'll shout him out, Michael Rung. Uh, he commented, oh my gosh, I've never, because I, I said something in a forum and about, you know, working with our natural energy. And he said, I never thought about it before. I always thought I had to do this, like my work during this like nine to five time. And I feel like as creatives, Len, <laughs> I feel like as creatives, if we're able to sculpt a fluid day, then we get to decide. I mean, there's no right or wrong to when we do our work. I just think we want to do our work when we have the most energy and when all of those things come together. I love that you said intellectual, by the way, in your last comment. It is a matter of bringing them all together. There's also another thing that we need to add in here is if we're, um, you and I are fascinated with landscape. And so we have the the natural light as part of the mix. And we also have a different light in the morning as we have in the evening. We have the golden hours and the blue hours. And we might be obsessed with photographing at those times. We might even be light snobs, not go out in the middle of the day. Um, but I really love photographing in the morning. 
and uh, something really happens and it is exciting with that. Um, but I also love photographing in the evening, uh, knowing that it's going to end at some point with, um, and I feel like the warm up to the, to the last bit of, um, the day is, is quite special. So we could also add into the mix as we've got the physical energy, the intellectual energy, the creative energy, and, uh, the energy of the subject that we're working from because it's going to motivate us and, and, uh, inspire us and, and bring us on, um, and, and encourage us on. Uh, one of the things I love in the morning is the dew in the morning on the leaves and the ground. Uh, often there's a little bit of mist if you're in the mountains, which leaves during the day. And because I'm a monochrome photographer, I'm not so worried about the color of the uh, sunrise. Uh, it, often the colors are much better at night, aren't they? With all the dust swirled up with all the wind during the day, um, we end up with a more colorful sunset. But in sunrise, the, the dawn of a new day has a beautiful crispness about it, doesn't it? That all that muck falls overnight and uh, the air feels so fresh and clean. And um, it's so lovely to know that so many other creatives also find this um, morning time so inspiring. That's really interesting. And I do love the morning, but I also don't love getting up and putting my backpack on like 5 a.m. And while you were talking, I was thinking about how much I really do love the twilight hour, the end of the day. There's something for me energetically very soothing about relaxing. And, and it really can be, a you know, our creative work can be a meditative practice if we want it to be, or sometimes it is. And sometimes it's like real, you know, you know, we're working hard, we're sweating, we're thinking hard, you know, all of those things. Uh, but my favorite is when I'm creating and everything is still and I'm watching the day turn to night. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite things. But I, I do think that's important to think about how we like, how we like to do this. Where, where do you, where do you like to create where, uh, you know, maybe our environment, maybe Maybe this is um, an interesting twist to this is because our environment really does contribute to our energy. And so that's important to pay attention to, I think. Like, are we, you know, in a dark room? Are we outside somewhere? Where are we that we are doing this work? Isn't that fascinating to to tie all of those together and actually think, oh, okay. Uh, some theory would say, yes, morning's best. And, uh, but really we need to find the balance that suits us, don't we? And, uh, tie it all together and find how we like to work. And I think uh, so much strength can be gained by understanding who we are as, as people and, uh, finding a practice that really suits us. One of the ones that I found in there was, and uh, which actually read, led me to one of those infographics, was Ursula Le Guin's, is it? Or Guns? Guins? I don't know we'll how to pronounce her, her name. name there. Anyway, um, she's a writer and um, she wrote many, many, many books. And um, uh, her little schedule is that she wakes up at um, 5.30 a.m. This was actually in an interview that she um, gave this out at, towards the end of her life. 
she wakes up at 5.30 and then lies there still with her eyes closed and thinks for 45 minutes to an hour and doesn't do anything. And, uh, oh, I've started, I've been doing that for a very long time and I'm so excited to find out that that's a very healthy, divergent uh, thinking meditation. And uh, I'm still excited about that very fact that uh, I've been doing that, not knowing that it's been good for my creativity. Uh, And then uh, she has breakfast and then basically from um, breakfast on, uh, up until lunch, she works hard. Uh, and then after lunch, basically the, the, the schedule falls apart. It's time for um, going shopping, um, reading a book, doing other things, going for a walk, uh, and then um, having dinner. And then uh, there's another lovely part of this gorgeous um, list that says uh, after 8 p.m., I tend to be very stupid and we won't talk about what happens after 8 p.m. So <laughs> I really love that whole idea. But this has actually become, through my experience over my years of being an artist, I've actually ended up almost in a similar vein. Not when I, not for the taking the photographs because it's, that has actually have to be in line with light. Um, but when it comes to good times to her writing and actually doing a whole lot of other of those creative acts, like processing my photos and et cetera, et cetera, I found that I have a quite a similar routine. Then I wake up, I lie still in bed for an hour and I keep my eyes shut and I might recall my dreams and I do this wandering mind and just let it go. And, and then I get up and um, have my cups of tea. I, I fast until lunchtime and uh, I put my head down and I work for quite a few solid hours and it's my most productive hours. And uh, then I, I take the afternoon to take the dog for a walk and go shopping and buy the food and cook dinner and watch a movie and read a book and do all these other things. And I can't do that every day, but I try and do it most days. And I, geez, I love it. And having the curtains open <laughs> now means that I'm actually going to sleep earlier and I'm waking up earlier and that whole process is starting much earlier in the day. And I think that all of those things are starting to line up, you know, that intellectual attentiveness, um, my energy levels, my creativity um, levels as well, and then um, pulling them all together means uh, a very productive session. I'm also stupid after eight. (laughs) (laughs) just want to say that. I I love that we're talking about this because I think I think it is important for each of us to figure out how we want to shape our creative lives on purpose. And that's what it sounds like you're doing. You're figuring out what routine works for you to be able to do your work. And what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me, although I have a similarly shaped day. And, um, but this might not work for other people. And so I think it's, it is really important. I think here's an exercise actually that I saw a coach post. She said, look at your, look at your schedule for three days. And if it's not working for you, it's time to re it's time to really rethink some things and do them on purpose. And I think it all has to do with energy. 
Like, what are you, what are you focusing on? What are your priorities and where are you focusing your energy? Because we really only have limited amounts. And if there's something that you want to be doing, that's going to require a lot of energy. When are you planning that to happen? Because if you're planning, if you're, if you've got something really important that you're working on, but you're putting it at a time where your energy, where your physical energy and your mental energy is at its lowest for me, obviously after 8 PM, (laughs) then that's not like, that's not going to work for me. I'm just going to probably get frustrated. So can we set ourselves up for success by maybe making some shifts and really thinking about are those different energies and when we want to do things. Do you think um, there are things that drain our energy that um, take it away, that exhaust us? Oh, I, I'm wondering sure. whether we can control those or uh, understand this. Uh, it, it comes in waves, I suppose. Right. I think, uh, well, we've, we've talked about preparing to make art a long time ago. And so I think if we, you know, we can actually control some of our, the thinking that goes, that we have before our creative work, because all of that will draw away our energy. Also, actually, as soon as you said, is there something that takes away your energy? I thought, oh, negative people. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> because, you know, when I'm getting, when, if, if there's a time that I want to do creative work, writing, um, because uh, right, like writing takes me more energy. Like I know that's going to take me a lot of energy and I want to be creative and I want to be thoughtful about it. And so I'm going to be more protective of that time, like who I talk to, what I do, maybe what I eat, you know, some, what I do leading up to it. And I also am going to pay attention to what space I do this in. So yeah, for sure. There's some things that can take away our energy. I think there's some unforeseen things. Like if there's an emergency that happens that will take away all our energy, you know, um, all our brain power anyway, and and it's going to be hard to concentrate. What else takes away your credit, what your energy, Len? Well, I really love the picking on negative people. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, that destroys mine totally and it can actually floor me. And um, and not to also forget in that my own negative thoughts, so not just to blame other people, which is quite convenient and, and you know, off, I think that's a curse of the modern age is blaming other people for our own things. But uh, so much is self-talk about, um, oh, you know, thinking about things in a, in a, a less than positive light actually becomes uh, so much of the battle and learning to let go of those and to follow the actual creative act and uh, the artwork and not worry about the self-talk. And, uh, you know, we've spent so many times talking about uh, a negative critique of our own work and uh, that doesn't actually have to stop there. It can be a negative critique about who, who we are as well. And that can be physically and mentally draining or uh, about the world that we live in. Like I personally suffer from angst and uh, anxiety and depression about um, climate change. And that, if I get overwhelmed with that, that can actually floor my creative energy to get out and actually make more art about it 
and to be talking about it um, by getting too caught up in it. I actually had a really lovely talk with um, Bob Brown, uh, a lovely Australian environmentalist, and uh, he was talking at the opening of his film, uh, The Giants, and he said to the people, because there was a question and answer, you know, we feel quite helpless in changing the world. And he was saying, well, you know, you can't stop what you're doing and you've got to remember to enjoy things and to keep doing those things because they're very, very important and they will give you energy to do the fighting bit. And uh, I, I found that a, an incredibly uplifting thing and to remind myself is not to get too so caught up in like, oh, my God, there's another big bit of deforestation or the koala habitats getting chopped down and et cetera, et cetera, uh, to bring myself back to my art and go, well, that's important. It's important for the world. It's important for myself. Um, it's important for my own mental health. Concentrate on that. And so like that was, that could easily be a, a huge negative thing that um, at, at times in my life has dragged me down and stopped me producing. So yeah, keeping in control of what's going on in our own minds it seems to be one of the biggest drains um, around, doesn't it? I think it is for me too. Although I have found uh, if I'm actually, it, it really is. I know because two days ago I woke up in the morning and immediately had some thoughts that really zapped my own energy. Like I did it to myself. I already know you know? Um, but there is, especially like if my husband is feeling a little negative, that's going to, I know that's going to zap my energy. So if I see, this is how it's terrible. If I see if he's in a, like kind of a negative mood, which everyone is totally able, we're all, we all should be allowed to have those moments because we all have them. Right. And, but if I, if I, if there's something really important that I need to do, that I need my space, my you know, my energy for, I just kind of walk away and ignore him. I'm like, Hey, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to come back to you, but you're really important to me, but I have to do this work. And then I'm going to come back, <laughs> you know? So there's some compassion that we have. And we want to maybe have a, with ourselves or with some other people, or maybe with whatever's going on in our environment, the world or our personal environment. And, and so I, I think, I think sometimes we create even with partial energy and that's okay too. We don't have to be like 100% ready to go energy all the time and we never will. I have to agree with you there that um, so much can happen with other people, can't it? And also uh, obviously world events and uh, we have to go with the flow, don't we, with that and uh, find our own space, our own mindset and uh, our own flow. I think when we're, one of the things I started off with was about uh, coming in waves is a really beautiful metaphor. And uh, like the ocean, like we stand at the ocean and we think, oh, uh, there's a wave every three seconds or 10 seconds and that it's an incredibly uh, strong constant. Those people that are into surfing and those sort of things, uh, the waves uh, increase and decrease. They're not as... Uh, consistent as we imagine they are and I think our waves of creativity are very very similar that sometimes we'll have an external event or an internal event and that will drag us down and then we'll have um, a, a period 
where we're able to focus much more clearly and work so much stronger and uh, we can carry that on for a, a long period of time. I love that idea of waves because really as humans, we're not perfect. And I really love the idea of embracing imperfection. And the more I think about the human experience and um, an imperfection, it becomes more and more beautiful to me, especially in the world of like, in this current world of like AI and, and super clean uh, work. And it's, it's just, it, it's good and healthy for me to think about how nothing is perfect, how everything comes and goes. And when it goes, it will come back. It doesn't, it's not gone forever. And I, I just love that idea. Well, Brie, I think that's a, a really beautiful point for us to end this uh, wonderful conversation on that, you know, we have to find our own rhythms and uh, try to understand ourselves. And we hope that today um, we've shared some uh, interesting ideas with you to explore for you to stop and think about how you work. And uh, I think this is really the key of being a really uh, fantastic artist once we get past the technical side is uh, understanding our own practices and uh, thinking about creative energy is just one of, of so many things. And uh, uh, of course, that's the point of this podcast, isn't it, is to talk about all of these wonderful things. and so. On that note, please check out our information and links to all those uh, people that we've talked about and other podcasts and information in our show notes. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. That's where we say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. To find out more about Len, including his photography, Len's journal, an inspiring quarterly publication, tours, workshops, and his new art school, The Artist Club, visit lenmetcalf.com. For more about me, Bree Stockwell, visit creativemindscoach.com. There you can subscribe to my Monday Motivation emails, learn more about creative coaching, check out my online portfolio and access searchable transcripts of these episodes. See you next time.